0: only a few minutes away from the start of today's service, so now's the time to get settled in, find your seat, and watch this week's segment of FFM News. For our first announcement, tonight there will be no Sunday night activities due to the holidays, and also plan for the same thing for next weekend because of New Year's Eve. We will plan to have Sunday night activities again on the second weekend of January. This next announcement is for all of the parents who plan to take their kids to Children's Church today during the sermon. Today is gonna look a little different, Four-year-olds through fourth-graders will be going upstairs right after worship today and will be coming down at the end of the service. Also, next week we will be doing the same thing for their pajama party upstairs. We will have popcorn and a movie ready for them to watch. We would just like to let you know that the church office will be closed this week from tomorrow, December 25th, to next Monday, January 1st. The church offices will reopen January 2nd. We hope you enjoy this time with your family. Also, the Tuesday morning prayer will also be canceled this week as well. Next Sunday is Communion Sunday, so please prepare your hearts and minds as we close out the year with Communion. We will see you next Sunday. Speaking of next Sunday, this next announcement is for our church-wide New Year's Eve party. Alyssa Haverkamp and her mom, Angie Phillips, have teamed up and are planning this New Year's party. This will be at St. John's Episcopal Church in Sturgis next Sunday night from 7 p.m. to midnight. This will be a potluck style, so please bring a dish to pass for dinner. Bring games if you'd like. We'll also have music ready. Kids can come too, or if parents want to come alone, that's also fine. This is a time to hang out, be safe, get to know some new people from church, and bring in the new year together. There is a limited number of people for this party, so please RSVP as soon as possible to Angie Phillips, Alyssa Haverkamp, or one of the leaders today. Our annual 21 for the Lord is coming right up. Starting January 2nd, we will be doing 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church family together. We will be having prayer nights every evening from Monday night to Saturday night, from 5 to 6 p.m. up until January 20th. We will close out the prayer nights with the Corporate Worship Night. We encourage you to come out to some of the prayer nights, come and pray and worship with us. We encourage you to join the Daniel Fast as we start off the year giving it to the Lord. Also with this announcement, because of prayer nights, we will not be having Tuesday morning prayer until the last week of January. For those of you who don't know, we have an adult missions trip coming up. We will be doing a Nicaragua work missions trip with Students International on February 17th to the 24th, this upcoming new year. The cost is $1,500 total. You will also need a passport to go. We will be building a dorm, so we will need general construction workers, plumbers and electricians. Please contact Lowell Troyer or one of the leaders if you would like to go today. Be a part of the legacy of Front Foundation Ministries forever by purchasing a 4x8 brick that will be placed in the hallway of the brand new building. Customize your brick to display the names of your family members, your business name, in honor of a past loved one, or even just your favorite family Bible verse. Bricks are now available for purchase, and we only were extending it through the end of this year, but because of the holidays, we are deciding to extend the deadline to January 31st, 2024. For more information or questions, please contact Eli Schwartz today. Financial Peace University is just around the corner. Our FPU class is starting up Sunday, January 21st at 6 p.m. Classes will be held every Sunday night in Portable One. If you're interested in signing up, please contact Nick King or Dylan DeWitt today. This next announcement is for all of our visitors. If this is your first time visiting Fern Foundation Ministries, we would like to welcome you. Thank you so much for coming and worshiping with us. But also, we would like to get to know you. Please take a few moments to scan this QR code to fill out a visitor form. Or you can visit us at our visitor center today called FFM Connect out in the foyer. Here at FFM Connect, you can receive all the information you need to know more about the vision and values of our ministry and ways you can get involved. We're so glad that you came to worship with us today. We hope to see you again soon. And for our last announcement, volunteer of the week. This week's volunteer, or should I say volunteers of the week is Cassie Wired and Shelly Alabaugh. Why don't you guys go ahead and give them a hand. For those of you who don't know, Cassie and Shelly were the ones who decorated all of the beautiful Christmas trees here in the sanctuary, and they do it every year during our Christmas season. Guys, thank you so much for all that you do here at FFM. Come and see me, and I'll get you a gift card for the Cross Culture Cafe. If you would like your announcement to be placed on this video segment every Sunday morning, please email us at ffmnews96 at gmail.com today. Well, church family, that's all we have for this week's segment of FFM News. Thanks for watching and enjoy today's Christmas Eve service. Good morning from Foundation Ministries. I say good morning, church. Come on, let's give the
1: Lord a big hand of praise. It's so good to be in the house. Merry Christmas Eve. Like Breno said, if you're a visitor with us during first service, we want to welcome you. Let's welcome all our visitors in the house. Come on, give them a big praise. We hope that you have a great morning this morning as we move through some incredible uh, opportunities and the message of the gospel. Uh, Everybody say 80 miles. Oh boy, here we go. It's going to be good, right? So we got some things we want to do before we get started as you're getting settled in. I got a couple of announcements. When you came in, you should have been get, gotten a candle. You can have one per person or one per family. It's fine. When at the end of the service, it is time to light the candles. I'm going to have the elders and some of the ushers come up. They'll take the light from the Christ candle. They're going to distribute it. Listen, the best way to not spill the wax all over your hand is the candle that's not lit reaches over instead of the candle that's lit. Uh, amen. Hello, somebody. Uh, so, those are good instructions, or uh, you might have wax on your hand, and it'll be all right. Amen. Some of us do that on purpose, but... Uh, uh. Great. Hey, we got a little Bible memory from last week as we get started. So, Mike and Don are going to come and uh, share with us uh, Bible memory winners. Yes, we have Bible memory awards this morning. That means we've got children memorizing verses, which is really awesome. Um, Daniel Schrock has started our program. He has memorized 50 verses already. So, Daniel gets an FFM blanket. Good job, Daniel. All right, and Madeline Stutzman has memorized 565 verses. Is Ma- There's Madeline. So she gets a $25 gift card of choice, and she wanted it from Dollar General. Good job, Madeline.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah, I need that one. Thank you very much. So good to be in the house. Stand with me in the house of the Lord. This morning when we dismissed for Children's Church after the worship time, uh, all the kids, instead of going to the portables, they're going to go upstairs. So same thing happening. You're just going to go upstairs. You don't have to go out to the portables. So I uh, want uh, the kids to remember that. How many of you excited about Christmas? Look at all you people. It's so good. We still got one more service to go this morning. It's going to be great. Always on Christmas Eve, we have had a very intimate service. And this year, I don't know if you remember last year, Christmas fell on a Sunday. And the the storm was so bad, we had to cancel church. And I remember feeling so horrible about uh, those things, but uh, God was good. This year, Sunday is Christmas Eve, and here we are. And we felt that instead of having two services this morning and bringing you back tonight, that we would just have our services today and allow you to have your family time to reflect on our Christmas journey together. It's a unique service in a sense that I don't know if you've ever paid attention, and we've said this for years, but if this is your first Christmas with us, if you've never really paid attention, that the carols at Christmas are the gospel. And if you pay attention to them, they are the gospel in order. They take you from the journey the beginning into the birth of Christ. And on Christmas Eve, we love in our worship, amen, to go through the journey, especially as we end our journey together. And so, it'll be a little different worship service this morning, but I think that you will enjoy it as we move through it. We've come together to lift up our voice and our praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and to celebrate the birth of the one and only Prince of Peace, the Lamb of God, Christ who is Emmanuel. Now, as we open this morning in 1 John 4, starting at verse 9, the Bible says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, the God that sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love, and not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the perpetuation of our sins. Our key scripture through this whole journey of Christmas is Galatians 4 and verse 4. And the Bible says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive the adoption of sons. So we gather here and we posture our hearts on this Christmas Eve, the night, the day Christ was born. I want you to lift your voice up as we sing a very intimate song, O Holy Night.
0: Is worthy amen amen church are you awake come on he's worthy
3: amen hallelujah you guys look good come on we're here together with joy in our hearts to worship God and if you don't have joy in your heart today for any reason I just pray the joy of the Lord over your life because he is available He makes himself available to give you joy, to give you peace, to give you everything that you need. He is our source of power and strength. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's worship. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the deep. Help us sing, come on. Only the world in sin and error pining,
2: error
3: pining, till He appear and us.
1: 1, starting in verse 18, the Bible says, but now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit, and her husband Joseph, being a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Today, once again, we want to light this first candle in remembrance of the joy that Christ gives to us. As we light this candle, I want you to sing with us this incredible song the First Noel. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, Nazareth, to to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered... With Mary, everybody say with Mary, his betrothed who was with child. While they were there, time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. This year, our second candle during our Advent journey was the candle of hope. It's the hope that reminds us that God hasn't forgotten us, and we know that because God sent his son to be born into a world, into a quaint little place that if Jesus had not been born there, would probably never have been remembered, a difficult place to get to, an even more difficult place to be born. God made a way, and that gives us hope. And so as we light the second candle during worship today, will you sing with us, O Little Town? Continuing in Luke chapter 2. The Bible says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news, of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. Today, as we light the third candle, once again, in our Advent series, it reminds us of the peace that God brings and how joy comes into the world because of that peace. When we look at joy and hope, Neither of them usually remain if there isn't peace. The Lord has brought peace. So this morning, we want you to celebrate. So we light this third candle and sing joy to the world.
3: Hallelujah. Let's sing together. Come on. Let Let us prepare room for the King. Let earth receive her King. He's coming back, church. That gives me joy. Let's prepare our hearts for His coming. Amen? Come on. Oh
1: joy of the Lord is your strength. Today, we get the blessing, since it's Christmas Eve, of lighting both our fourth candle and the Christ candle. We'll light the Christ candle at the end of the sermon. There's a famous scripture that all of us know, and maybe isn't as famous as we should make it at christmas john three sixteen. the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life the message of the hope the joy the love and the peace of god is incredible and this morning in this set As we light our fourth candle We're reminded of the love of God And the love of God should inspire us To be vocal To be vocal In a world where no one feels like They have to apologize about anything anymore Why do Christians Remain silent We should be vocal about the love of the Lord And about what he did for us at Christmas So today as we light this fourth candle. I want you to sing with us a song that maybe you wouldn't think you'd hear in church a lot. But it reminds us to be vocal. Sing Go Tell It on the Mount. Chapter 2, verse 13. And suddenly there was an, with the angel angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Do you know that Christmas is God's message to you that through his son he is pleased with you. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing. That has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Sing with us, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
3: Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Glory.
1: verse 16 of chapter 2 of Luke and it says and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger and when they saw it they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them but Mary treasured up all these things pondering them in her heart and the shepherds returned to glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it were told to them. Sing with us a Christmas hallelujah. Sing with me. to close out our worship time with a couple of incredible scriptures for Christmas John chapter 1 verse 14 through 17 the Bible says in the word became flesh and dwelt among us we have seen his glory the glory as the only son from the father full of grace and truth John bore witness about him and cried this is he of whom I said He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me For from his fullness. We have all received grace upon grace For the law was given through Moses Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ and Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 through 7 to us a child is born to us a son is given the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and of the peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. As I light this Christ candle, we've gathered here this morning because Christmas is more than presents and gifts and food and song. We're gathered here to prove ourselves faithful to the gift of God. We're gathered here to call the rest of the world to the realization of who Jesus is. And the unique aspect of the gift of God at Christmas. So as we light this candle, will you sing with us, come all you faithful. Praise and glory this moment. Celebrate your birth brings us to this moment, God. And in you this moment, God, our hearts are glad. The joy, the birth of the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the wonderful Counselor, mighty God, brings to us. So in this place today, God, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. We'll dismiss the kids, and uh, you can be seated. As the kids are are being dismissed, um, point out a couple of things. Uh, You may have seen Brenda's home from uh, worship college in Florida. Let's give God praise for that. Right? Corey is home for a a little bit from uh, uh, the mission field in uh, the DR. Let's give God praise for that. And uh, Clay Hall survived boot camp at the Army. There he is. He's home. Let's give God praise for that, right? He learned that the drill instructor is not your friend. (laughs) Thaddeus is here from YWAN. Listen, it just goes on and on and on, and many of us have. Family and friends. Uh, Sydney, uh, our full time missionary in Guatemala, you guys saw her a few weeks ago. She had her baby this week. Let's give God praise for that, right? So, uh, Cassie and Josh will be headed down there soon. And, um, you know, if you want to bless them with that trip this morning, you can sure do that for sure. But so much good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you for being here. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to our key verse, Galatians 4, what we've been doing here. And I'm going to move us. The last sermon of our series, eighty miles. Everybody say eighty miles. Hey, you ever begin ready for a trip, and, and you just you've done all the prep, you've done everything you could, and, and 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 you know, then you have to say what? It's time. Come on, everybody say it's time. It's time to go. It's time. Here we are. We are at this moment. Eighty miles to Christmas. Watch this. This has been our sermon series, It's Time. Galatians 4, 4. The Bible says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. In Luke chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 4, let me just read it here. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph went also up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Father, would you bless the reading of the word to the hearing of our ear? And the receiving of her heart, in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Now hold on to your candle, because we've got a great way to end this thing. But I wanted to move us through this journey in our minds. Now, we, all, we, we get the story, we've got Luke chapter 2. But what I want us to understand is the journey that Joseph and Mary had to take in order to get to Bethlehem. Nazareth is about 80 miles From Bethlehem. Now, it was one of the most beautiful little places in all of Galilee, Nazareth. It's situated in the southernmost part of the region. And it's referred to as the South Ridges there along Lebanon. And those things, you can pick it out on your Bible maps. The truth be told, there is no recorded route that Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem, or how many days it took them. We can guesstimate, based on what the Scripture says, how they had to travel through Samaria and those things. We can imagine, from what we do know, that the trip was not an easy trip. And that it would have took about four days to do it. About ten miles outside of the village, the land begins to turn steep and winding into gorges as they travel southward. Now, why are they making this trip? Because Caesar has issued an order, a census, all across the land. This order in this census is about the military draft, it's about taxes. So every man who was of the age to go in the military, had to make the journey in order to register. The issue with this is, Jews didn't have to serve in the Roman army. So why is Joseph making the journey? Because Jews did have to pay taxes. Hello, somebody. So he had to make this trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem because he was a house of the lineage of his ancestor David. Here's the crazy thing that I want you to understand. Here, here's the crazy thing. While it was necessary for Joseph to make this journey, it was totally, totally unnecessary for Mary. She was not required to make the journey. Only men. Only men. Think about this. So what in the world... Hello, somebody. Would Joseph and Mary be thinking... When they set out on this journey together... With her... Nine months. Come on, somebody. Pregnant. What would cause Joseph and Mary... To take this journey, take her on this journey with them. It's a great question because she's not required to go. The Bible tells us that she did though. Listen, let me just give you my heart in this matter. Because here we are in Centerville, Michigan. Hello somebody. We know what it's like to live in a small town. And if you read the scripture, you can understand the controversy of Mary's pregnancy. I mean, sure, the Holy Spirit revealed to Mary through an angel. He appeared to Joseph. But can you imagine a young 14-year-old girl, Jewish girl... Coming home and telling her daddy that she's pregnant, but it's okay. Because it's of the Holy Spirit. She's not married. She doesn't have a husband. Come on, someone. Imagine the gossip that would erupt. Everywhere people saw Mary and Joseph. Come on, come on the humiliating whispers, the embarrassing finger-pointing, the shameful, rude comments, come on, someone, and the thought of Mary being alone as Joseph made this journey. Remember, the penalty for her being pregnant in her society and under the law was stoning Come on, someone. you got to imagine this scene because, you know, we sing beautiful little songs and we do all of these things. But I want you to imagine the the tension and the pressure and everything that was happening. The penalty for this kind of pregnancy by the law was death by stoning. Mary could not stay in Nazareth by herself. on, church... And so Joseph decided to protect her. He decided to shield this baby. I can only imagine that's why. And thus in doing so fulfills an incredible prophecy in Micah 5:2. "But you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people." Come on someone. This is the scene. This is what is happening. Now, Joseph and Mary set out on this 80-mile journey to Christmas. Everybody say, it's time. Day one. Here we go. It's time. Are you ready? Day one. I want you to write down the number 18. Just write it down somewhere where you can add some numbers to it in a minute. Write down the number of 18. 18 miles from Nazareth would have been a first good day's travel. For them two, anyway. And so I imagine at the end of the first day, they'd set up camp, they'd eat, and in the morning, they would begin to depart onward towards Samaria. But I wouldn't imagine that they'd make it all the way to Samaria. Why? Because that road that they would have to travel to Samaria was a treacherous road. It was full of thieves and robbers and murderers and and people who would love to take advantage of the travelers on this highway. So they would have to push. They'd have to travel as fast as they could during the day through this particular day in dangerous land. And as they got down the first night, they would have wondered what lessons God was teach them. What purpose would this trip have for the future? Can I say something to us very personal this morning? When you and I face dreadful times... Dreadful directions. God never lets our pain go to waste. Come on, when you and I face dreadful directions, things we don't look forward to, things we've got to go into, directions we've got to head into, God never lets our pain go to waste. When you feel like you've got to ride on the back of a donkey, it, come on, somebody. It's like riding on a two by four. When you got to when you got to sleep on the ground God even uses the gossip and the cruelty to force our system to protect itself from hurt and fear come on Can I say this to you this morning very personally at Christmas God never lets your pain go to waste He uses every sorrow, every hurt, every brokenness to to power through our resolve, to fuel our strength. He turns our weaknesses, come on church, into drive. I want you to understand this Christmas that when your direction looks disastrous, when you look like you're headed into the hardest journey of your life, come on church, There's nothing that stops God from loving you. Are you listening to me? You know, there's a lot of people who only come to church for weddings and funerals. Hello, somebody. Some people aren't interested in God when everything's going smooth. I just need you to understand that sometimes it takes hills. Sometimes it takes valleys to get people interested in God. Sometimes it takes stones and bruises to get people interested in God. Sometimes it takes rough journeys to get people interested in God. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes you feeling like you're out of gas and you're walking down the side of the road all alone. To hear God speak... Some people have to be practically broke, defeated, and on their deathbeds before they'll realize that God has come to love them. You know anybody like that? You know anybody like that? I say it's often hard times that teach us who we are. What we're made of. It's those hard times that teach us who God is and what He's made of. Those bitter moments of struggle, they often cause us to turn to God and call on His name. Day one could not have been easy. 18 miles in a direction that looked hard, felt hard. And the circumstances of life made it even harder. Come on. Come on, it's one thing when your life is good. Come on, but circumstances make it easy. Can you imagine an 80-mile journey? Not in the front of a car. Hello, someone. Nine months pregnant. Everybody say it's time. Day two. Watch this. Write down it. Plus 22, 18 plus 22, that equals 40. I would say 22 miles outside of Samaria, by the end of day two, they would have been about halfway to Bethlehem. Now, Joseph and Mary, here's the interesting thing, would have been thinking about this number being Jewish people, 40. It's an interesting number. The Bible has a way of of helping us understand that for some reason, God has some significance in that. Number 40, in Genesis chapter 7, rain and flood was upon the earth for... the time of judgment and the testing upon the whole earth and Noah and his family, and the whole future of humankind. In Genesis chapter 50, Jacob died. Uh, when Jacob died, his son Joseph and all of Egypt mourned for 40 days. And at the end of 40 days, Jacob goes to, to uh, the house of Pharaoh and asks for permission for his father's body to bear it in the land of Canaan. After the death of his father and 40 days of mourning, Joseph died demonstrates God's grace and offered forgiveness to his brothers who had wronged him so bad. Come on, someone. In Exodus chapter 24, Moses is on the mountain with God for 40 days. God gave Moses there the plans for the tabernacle. He gave Moses the Ten Commandments. He gave Moses the law. The number 40 is significant. Forty. Miles, come on someone, halfway, Bethlehem, halfway, it's a time of testing. You ever, come on, you ever been in that mood where you're like, okay, you, if we can just get halfway, right? If we can just get halfway, it's that time of testing, can I push through this? I'm finally at half, halfway, I'm right there, right? I'm pushing through, 40 miles, halfway from Bethlehem. It would have been a time of testing for Joseph and Mary. Can I help you out as I get a little more personal at Christmas? God will help you overcome the obstacles in your roads. Come on. See, too many people don't even make it. Some people make it halfway and they just turn around. And we all understand that there are days and nights. There are, there are times that we think there's nowhere we're going to make it through. The gauntlet of robbers and thieves. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Hello, somebody. And we've experienced that on our journey in life. We've experienced that in our walk with Christ. How the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Every one of us in this room have scars and wounds. We have hurts. We have have all kinds of things that we carry from those who would destroy us, steal from us, discourage us. Halfway through our journey, come on, somebody. And I'm, I'm, I'm as human as you are. I, I tell people all the time, no one ever forgets I'm a pastor, but they always forget I'm human. I get as discouraged as you sometimes. Come on, somebody. You feel more like giving up than going forward? You ever been there? Come on, you ever been there? Come on, married folk, you're working through some things. Come on, parents, you're praying for that prodigal. Come on, somebody, financial burden, sickness. You're in, you're in sickness and you're working through the healing process. You ever wanted to just get partway there and just give up? What's the point? Testing the trials, the problems. They always try to convince us that there's no way that you can make it through. Through the sorrow, through the loss, through the sickness, through the death, through the divorce. Come on, somebody. Through the financial crisis, through the spiritual battle. There's no way you're going to make it. But I need you to know something this morning. As we get ready to celebrate Christmas, the test means you're halfway there. Don't give up now. You're not half dead. You're halfway. Come on. You're not half defeated. You're halfway to victory. Mary, you're halfway to delivery. God has put something in your life that he plans to birth into this world. And through your pain, through your sorrow, and through your trial, don't quit halfway. You're halfway to giving birth to what God is doing in your life. Everybody say it's time. Come on day 3. 40 plus 16. About 56. 56 miles means they're only about 16 from Jerusalem. That'd be about the least amount of miles that Joseph and Mary could travel on that day and still make it to Bethlehem in 4 days. They'd have to push. And I can only imagine that Mary had a rough day. Come on, somebody. Hello, somebody. Now, the Bible doesn't say it. It doesn't. It doesn't say that Joseph and Mary had a donkey to ride on. It doesn't say it. I don't know why, but just in me, I see it, you see it. It's part of our tradition It makes sense. Because they would have had supplies for a four-day journey, right? They they would have food and and things they'd have to carry along and those things and to have a beast of burden along on that trip to to make that little rocky it makes sense. When uh, Josh and I were out in Colorado the one year, uh, there were some we the team had gotten some elk down up on the mountain and we we came down off the we packed the meat in the snow and and came down off the mountain, spent the night, got something to eat finally. Hello, somebody. And uh, we were exhausted, and we we rented we rented uh, uh, from the cowboys that were there in Colorado some of these uh, mountain mules, and they were 125 bucks for the day. Best hello, somebody, and we went back up into that mountain, and I, I'll never forget how sure-footed that that mountain mule was. And then the next year when we went back, we decided, man. Stink on hiking up there. Let's—we got the horses are going to carry us up there, and and we rode horses all the way up to like ten thousand feet on the mountain. And I I remember, you know, thinking, I hope this horse don't fall. So snow and ice and rocks, and 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 you had to trust that beast. He he was sure footed. He knew the way. And. We rode those horses all the way up that mountain. It was a glorious thing. I, it would have made sense to have a beast of burden. And in my mind, I wish the Bible had put it there because something wants to connect. Something here in this moment wants me to be able to connect this donkey with the donkey Jesus said he had need of. But then she would have had a cult, and I just, it's not there. I want it to be there, but it's not. But wouldn't it have been cool to hear it from the perspective? I assume they had one. What I do know is that when they finally arrived in Bethlehem, they didn't even have any baby clothes because the Bible says they had to take strips of cloth and wrap Jesus in it if Mary did have to ride a donkey I can hear her now Joseph can you make this thing go any faster I mean that's what backseat drivers do watch out turn left go brake lights Here she is pregnant, and just when Joseph would think that they're making good progress, from behind him, seated atop of that donkey, I can hear what he heard. I got to pee. <laughs> they probably didn't make it as far on the third day as they did the first days. Somewhere along the southern side of the Jordan. Before it flows into the Dead Sea, there is Jericho. Come on, somebody. And if Joseph and Mary had made it that far and laid their heads down that night, they would have been thinking about how do we make up for lost time? Can I say this in your life right now? I know you've gone through some things and you feel like you've lost something. And in your mind, you might be, how do I make up for that loss? How do I make up for that loss? Maybe you didn't start serving the Lord until later in life. And you feel like there's a lot behind you that you've wasted. Or maybe you feel like whatever happened in your life up until this point has caused you, right, uh, to reflect back on behind you and think, man, there was a whole lot of waste back there. How do I make up for all of that? Maybe you're going through some things relationally in your family, parent to children. And and you're trying to resolve some things and and reconcile. And you think, how do we make up for the wrong? Maybe husband and wife. You've been through some things. And you think, how do we make up for that loss? That wrong. Can I say to you right now in this place that God will help you put right what has been wrong? This, I believe, would have been part of the traditional site of the crossing of the Jordan of Israel, which is a unique place. Crossing the Jordan meant moving out of the wilderness and into the promised land. Hello, somebody. Jericho is one of the oldest cities in the world. And when Joseph would have led Israel against the walls of Jericho, those walls coming down, this puts what's been wrong for 40 years. Come on, somebody. Wandering in the wilderness, receiving of God's promise had finally been at hand. It was time. Everybody say it's time. time. Israel's about to make up for lost time in this moment. The battle of Jericho was a great victory, and Jericho was an oasis in the desert. God gave this city to enter them as a, as a healing balm, as it were, uh, and and, the, and and wealth of Israel to the children of Israel in this moment. And Joseph and Mary would have been thinking about all of these things right here. This also would have been a place pretty close to where Elijah would have been caught up. In the chariot of fire. In your Bible, Malachi, if you're Italian, you can say Malachi. Chapter 4, verse 5, the Bible says, The day of the Lord. Come on, someone. Watch this. God would send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the day of the Lord. Zechariah was told by an angel that the baby his wife Elizabeth was carrying would prepare the way. Amen. The way and baby was uh, Mary was carrying this baby John the Baptist would precede the Messiah. Do you understand something church? That the first one to recognize Jesus was another baby in the womb. John the Baptist, in his mother's womb, when Mary would have showed up, the Bible says, leapt, leapt. Come on, someone. Luke 1, the Bible says, And he will be a man with spirit and power of Elijah, the prophet of old. He will precede the coming of the Lord, prepare the people for his arrival. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will change disobedient minds to accept the glory of wisdom. God was going to make things right through Elijah, through John the Baptist, and through Jesus. The Bible is Amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It is more than just some kind of religious icon or religious book. It is a book that describes to us God's journey to reconcile us to him. God's journey to make what was wrong right so that we could be with him. And so Joseph and Mary, here they are again, camping in the vicinity of the pilgrimage of John the uh, uh, the Baptist and Jesus' baptism and Elijah and and Jericho. This is just amazing. You see God's working it all out. Can I say this to you again this Christmas? I want you to understand, whatever is wrong in your life, God has a plan to fix it. God already has your best life mapped out for you. God knows where you've been and where he wants to take you. God's got it mapped out. 24 miles the next day. To make up for lost time. Remember, God will use dreadful things to make us stronger. God will help us overcome the obstacles that we may face. God will put right what's wrong in your life. Come on, come on, come on. Everybody say it's time. Day four. Come on. 40 plus 16 plus 24. Is 80. 24 miles to Bethlehem. You would think that 80 miles to Christmas would have been simple. Come on, someone. But you are just like me, and I am just like you. And we always wrestle through things, and we say it. Sometimes we don't say it out loud. Sometimes we say it in our mind. Sometimes we declare it to God. Sometimes we mumble it under our breath. But we say the same thing. Why does my life have to be so difficult? You might have thought, man, Mary would feel great the whole way. They averaged 20 miles a day. That trip was probably a very scenic trip. The donkey ride might be nice. You see, I stand here before you this day and say to you, I don't believe it was that simple. By the time Joseph and Mary got to Bethlehem, I don't think it was much of a Christmas card. I don't think they smelled nice. I don't think Mary's hair was all in place. I don't think there was any makeup. And I definitely know they didn't have an iPhone where they could use a filter. Speaking of filters, y'all know people know, right? (laughs) I'm just saying, y'all know, right? Y'all know, people know. I see these pictures, I'm like, that's not what they look like. (laughs) Y'all know, people know, right? Listen, I'm bald and ugly. I can't hide it. I just got to own it. A filter going to fix that. If I put put a filter, every one of y'all would be like, (laughs) we're going to need to pray for Pastor Don. Hello, somebody. I don't think it was much of a Christmas card. You know why? Because I, like you, know, and the Christmas story declares, that life is filled with steep and winding roads, rocky valleys, and treacherous mountains. And they never come at a convenient time. You never wake up and everything's in order to go, this would be a great day to have a circumstance. This would be a perfect time to have a situation. They never come this way. Dangerous highways and fearful places. If it weren't for our trust in God, we wouldn't make it. I want you to learn this lesson from our series. Even though you're tough, you still need God to make it. And it's time to put our trust and the Lord. I think Mary was one tough lady. Come on, somebody. And even if she did have a donkey to ride on, a woman nine months pregnant wouldn't have made it unless God helped her. There are no rest stops on the way, there are no convenience stores on the way. There's no buckies to pull into. That brisket sandwich is amazing. I just want you to understand something right now. We don't even need. My wife say like, we don't need gas. I don't care. There's a brisket sandwich in there. We stopping. You just had lunch ten minutes ago. I'm about to have seconds. i had to, right, like sleeping on hard ground. They they would have made do with the cold food that they brought. It would have been cold at night. Men, you think you tough? I think Mary was tougher. It's time. Everybody say, it's time. Watch Luke chapter 2, verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to deliver. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Didn't even have any baby clothes. And laid him in a manger, a feed trough. Because there was no room for them in the end. Church. Church. If you'll give credit where credit is due, there have been times in your life when you wouldn't have made it if God had not been there watching over you, protecting you, guiding you, giving you strength. Joseph and Mary had a host of angels watching over them. How do we know? They popped up and started singing. (laughs) The problem is too many times we think we can make it without God's help. But I don't believe you can As a matter of fact, I know you can't. I'm going to invite the ushers and the elders that are in the room aren't serving this morning to come forward. I'm going to ask you to stand in this place, and I want the worship team to come. Everybody say, "It's it's time. Let me say this to you this morning. Go ahead, gentlemen. Just light your candle from the Christ candle. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to take the Christmas journey. Everybody say it's time. And I want you to understand the Christmas journey is so much more than just making it to Christmas morning so you can open the presents. Yes. Are you willing to make the journey this Christmas? I'm asking you a question. Are you willing to make the journey? Everybody say, it's it's time. Are you willing to make the journey this Christmas? In this place, I love what the scripture says starting in verse 8 the Bible says now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night and behold an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid and then the angel said to them do not be afraid for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all my people for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord And this will be a sign to you, you will find a babe in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The Christmas story is preceded by... 400 plus years of silence. The space between Malachi and Matthew. And I love that the Christmas story opens with the story that men followed a light. pagan men the wise men you need to understand were pagan men they were astrologers a lot of commentary said they would have dabbled in the dark arts and darkness they would have used the stars to try and predict the future I got news for you. The Bible says that as they saw this light, they began to follow it. And your Bible says that when they got to Jesus, he was a toddler. They didn't make it there the first night. It took a little while to follow the light. And by the time they came to the place where that light rested... And they found Jesus. The Bible calls him a toddler. I say wise men still seek him, but I say this: wiser men shine a light. God has given us a light. There was 400 years of darkness and silence, and God broke that darkness and that silence with a light that men followed he broke that silence with the cry of a baby you have taken the light the Christ light this morning and as a symbol that you will give this light to a lost and dark world this Christmas I want us to sing this last song together Silent Night
3: Silent
1: To hold the candle up. Holy
3: night.
1: Father, we pray. All is All is we thank you for this light, God, that was given to us. To the birth of your Son Jesus Christ. Child. This place, God. the light to the world my we declare this Christmas God that we will give it to a lost and dying world use our faith for your glory Lord would you let this light shine when the lost heal the sick and deliver the captive we pray it in Jesus precious name and everyone said amen, amen. you can blow out your candle Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Turn around and tell someone, It's it's time. Amen. You can deposit your candle in the box outside so that second service can use them as they're coming in. God bless you. Merry Christmas.